If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. This is Beyond the Big Screen Podcast with your host, Steve Guerra. Thank you again for listening to Beyond the Big Screen Podcast, where we talk about great movies and stories so great they should be movies. Of course, a big thanks goes out to our regular contributor, Chris. He has his work cut out for him today to turn me into a Nicolas Cage fanatic. You can now support Beyond the Big Screen on Patreon by joining on Patreon. You do a big part to help keeping Beyond the Big Screen sustainable and get many great benefits. Go over to beyondbigscreen.com to learn more. A special thanks goes out to Alex at the executive producer level. Another way to support Beyond the Big Screen is to tell a friend, tell a couple of friends, post and share on social media about Beyond the Big Screen. We are a member of the Parthenon Podcast Network. More about the Parthenon Podcast Network featuring great shows like James Early's Key Battles of American History can be found at ParthenonPodcast.com. You can learn more about Beyond Big Screen, how to contact me, and support the show by going over to our website, A2ZHistoryPage.com. I thank you for joining me again, Beyond the Big Screen. All right, let's get straight to it. Nicolas Cage. That name might make you think of wonderful acting and roles. It may fill you full of revulsion. You don't have to be an aficionado of film to have seen some of his movies. He's been in big Hollywood films, low-end B movies, and indie films. He's done it all. The career of Nicolas Cage spans five decades, beginning with Fast Times at Ridgemont High in the early 1980s and continuing to this very day. We are joined today by our frequent contributor, Chris, to discuss his fascination, dare I say love affair, with the acting of Nicolas Cage. Chris presents the 10 most important movies of Nicolas Cage, but Nicolas Cage is so... uh, not able to be bounded. Chris actually has 11 films for this top 10 on Nicolas Cage. So you're you're in for a treat. For full disclosure, because I'm all about disclosure, I am not a fan of Nicolas Cage in the least bit. 
that's an understatement, really, when you get down to it. I can hardly stand to watch a movie he is in. Part of today's episode will be Chris trying to convince me and likely you that Nicolas Cage is an actor that not only we can enjoy, but worthy of our respect. Now, Chris, are you ready to make your case for Nicolas Cage and show off your list of his most important films? Yeah, I've I've loved Nicolas Cage. I've seen I don't think I've seen every one of his movies because he's he's done a lot, but I've seen a lot of them. And even the bad ones that he's done, even people who are fans of Nicolas Cage will admit he's done a couple of clunkers. I've watched a lot of the bad ones and his performances, for the most part, just keep me watching the movie. So I guess we'll leave leaving Las Vegas to the to the last since that's your your favorite. But maybe let's pick out some of these movies, pick out a movie and then. Give us a little background on the movie and then make your case for it of why you think it's this particular movie is representative of Cage's career. So start wherever you. Yeah, so I guess Vampire's Kiss is probably one of his most, I wouldn't say his most famous movie. I guess it's infamous now because there's a lot of memes on the Internet about it with if you go on the internet and you look up cage crazy face or what have you it's probably from this movie vampire's kiss and he plays this guy that thinks he's becoming a vampire and it was a passion project for cage because he saw an opportunity he grew up yeah so he was a big fan of nesferatu and max shrek and that that style of kind of it's called german expressionism where the goal is to not be realistic the goal is to to be larger than life so you have exaggerated exaggerated facial expressions body language and the philosophy behind it is is this attempt to try to break away from realism in acting and then by doing by being over the top by having exaggerated emotions you're you're actually getting to a deeper truth and you're able to hit a, a different emotional level and it's also it's it's also an attempt to just kind of break out of the chains of i don't know what's considered typical acting norms and that's just my opinion because you once you kind of box things into a certain thing which i would argue most of modern acting now is boxed into this everything has to be realistic everything has to be as as real as possible the more real the better to the point where i think it's actually there's so much emphasis on it now that it's almost subdued it's all it's less than real the reactions that people have because you don't want to go in this other direction i i just find it it's very limiting and nicholas cage in the movie vampires kiss he saw an opportunity to kind of break free from all of this and he put he brings in he puts forth a really over the top crazy just insane performance that's super exaggerated he's screaming and yelling a lot and just crazy facial expressions that he makes and it the movie itself it calls for it it's it's a it's a comedy right it's it's a black comedy a dark comedy but i would say yeah that's one of his best movies in my opinion and it's also the one from my understanding from what i've read that nicholas cage is most proud of because it was something that he did at a point in his career that probably a lot of people didn't think it was a good idea, but he wanted to do it and he did it well. Okay, so I can see Vampire's Kiss that this is a a comedy and that the whole purpose of it's being over the top. Now, what movie would you suggest we go to next that maybe complements that or contrasts it? 
I would say one in this list, I would say, is where he gives a diff- totally different performance is a movie called Eight Millimeter, where he plays a detective that he gets hired by the super rich family. Now, like it, it's a very rough movie. It's just heads up. So if you plan on watching it, it's not for the squeamish. She finds a tape where the this w- girl is murdered and her husband's uh belongings after he passes away and she hires Nicolas Cage to find out whether it's real or not and she he he assures her oh I think it's probably fake and then as the movie goes along you find he starts he starts getting into the underground pornography world and the performance he gives in that movie it's very you you figure with the content he would give a really kind of crazy kind of over top over the top performance in that movie but it's very subdued it's not up until maybe the final scene he just it's very kind of calm cool and collected it's a nice contrast to vampire's kiss because it shows the the range in his acting that one was really controversial i remember when it came out that it was uh, it was very graphic yeah it was it's i said it's not for this it's from the same the guy who wrote the script is the same guy that did seven which is i mean if anyone's seen seven you kind of know what you're getting into it's a very good movie at the time i mean it did pretty well at the box office but i think it's aged it's actually gotten better with age especially with some of the themes that they they bring up in the movie in terms of pornography uh, addiction and what have you it and voyeurism which I mean, at the time that that movie made, was made, stuff YouTube and LiveLeak and all these other streaming services where you can watch all this type of crazy stuff. And this was before ISIS and everyone. I know I never watched those videos, but I know when I was at work, a lot of people were watching those ISIS videos. And I just couldn't understand why people were watching them. And it it touches on all those themes. It's also directed by Jill Schumacher, who is uh, it's him and Nicolas Cage are very similar in a lot of ways where they just kind of do what they feel doing joe schumacher is famous for he he did the two batman movies that everyone thinks are totally terrible i i don't and he'll do he followed up with doing a movie eight millimeter which is about an underground underground pornography snuff film which is you know what i mean it's pretty it's it's quite the contrast you've presented as vampire kiss an over-the-top dark comedy eight millimeter a dark drama what's next on your list bad lieutenant is a close second to me in terms of my favorite nicholas cage movie you watched it and you hated it and i just absolutely love this movie so basically he plays a detective that he gets hurt in the line of duty he say he saves it takes place in new orleans during katrina or right after katrina but the opening scene is katrina's happening and there's a a prisoner that's uh, locked in his cell and he's gonna he he will die if he just gets left in there and if you read about the stories of katrina it's that did happen where people just they just left these people in their cells and a couple of them died and him and his partner talking about well they go why should we save you yada 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 nicholas cage decides that he's he's gonna go down there and save the guy and it's not made entirely clear in the movie that exactly what happened, but I, I that's what I think. He jumps into the water because he has to jump from an upper level and he hurts his back. And he ends up becoming addicted to opioids and various types of drugs. And you basically follow this guy 
I'm trying to remember if you had a name in this one, because I know the original Harvey Keitel one, you never had a name, but you basically follow this bad lieutenant that's trying to solve this brutal murder that happened in one of the more rougher areas in New Orleans. And it's just, yeah, you just follow this guy who's addicted to everything, basically drinking, cocaine. He's just, he's totally messed up. But the whole thing, if you, this is how I would argue it, and I'm, this is how the, the director thought of the movie too, is he presents it as being this pitch black comedy and Nicolas Cage, he plays the, plays the role straight, but in an over the top fashion. And it's a brilliant black comedy, in my opinion, the way the whole thing is done. And it's, it has a whole surreal vibe to it. There's probably the most infamous scene in the movie where they're doing a stakeout on some drug dealers and Nicholas Cage walks in. He says, where, why are these iguanas here? And his partner, Val Kilmer, is like, what are you talking about, iguanas? He's, these are iguanas. And he hits them. And then he's staring at them while they're doing the stakeout. And he's totally high on cocaine and painkillers. And it's, I don't know, it's just, I thought it was brilliant. You didn't get it at all. I thought it was very funny movie. And it, it works as a tragedy tragic character study there's comedy in it there's in my opinion everyone should watch the movie and you'll probably get one or two reactions out of it you'll hate it or you'll love it and those are pretty much the two reactions that i in my that i've gotten from people yeah i just have to say i did not get the black comedy element it i couldn't it just came across to me as an almost a, a made for tv movie or a lifetime movie that had violence uh sex drugs and all of that stuff but it was so poorly acted everybody was just so unbelievable in it and so over the top and i guess you could say it was funny uh, maybe i just think that it was a Werner herzog movie and he's one of those ones where he either knocks it out of the park or he swings and misses and i think that this was a big swing and a miss for him i just i think that i think you should understand what a movie is without needing to un to have it explained to you and it just did not come across to me at all as that if it was trying to be a comedy it wasn't funny and <laughs> I don't know. I just, I did not, I did not get this movie at all. It, well, I think it's, it's probably it because I've shown it to other people and I've had basically two reactions to it. I had the reactions to you. And then I've had reactions where people were, this is, this is awesome. I'm at some of the stuff. It's not a Will Ferrell like type comedy. It's, I don't know. There's like another scene in that movie where Nicolas Cage runs. In, that's another thing. He's he's a gambling addict. And he runs into some gambling problems and his bookie comes into the middle of the station screaming about, like, I need my money. I need my money. And the whole the whole station staring at Nicolas Cage and this one guy that Nicolas Cage gets him out of the building and then turns around. And he says, oh, yeah, sorry. I'm just a little late, late on my rent. He pulls his gun out on these two old ladies and he's screaming at them about like, you're taking away your kid's inheritance. He's basically doing the boomer mean. I don't know. It, it is a it is a black comedy. It, it truly is. It's just it's it's probably not everybody's cup of tea. And I don't think it was ever made to be for everybody anyway. And now a brief word from our sponsors. 
amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I, I, I suggest people go watch it, of course, but I, I just... I I did not think it, I did not enjoy it. I did not make it. I think I I muscled through an hour just to see if it would go someplace. And I was I just I can't. Life's too short. There's there's other things to do. We're leaning into another one where he's in this black comedy phase. What's some other films here that you think are worth telling us about and trying to make a make a case for Nicolas Cage and show what his range is. Lord of War is a really cool movie where he it's a very it's one of those more kind of low key type of roles, in my opinion. And he plays an international arms dealer. And generally, even people who don't Nicolas Cage, I've seen I found that people tend to this one. So he plays an international arms dealer. I believe it's somewhat based on a true story who, yeah, he's selling arms to Al-Qaeda and terrorist organizations and African warlords. And Ethan uh, Ethan Hawke's character is Interpol or whatever. And he's trying to he's trying to get this, get Nicholas's Nicholas Cage's character. And it, it's, it's a really smart movie in the sense of it shows just kind of how international arms dealing goes about. It's like it's a very it's a pretty smart critique of. I mean, they say they they talk about the states, but the Soviet Union used to do this stuff, too, where they would use these middlemen to so the government per se was not getting their hands dirty, but they would use these kind of middlemen to get the weapons to the guys that they they wanted. And yeah, it's a very good expose on just international war crimes and what have you. And Nicolas Cage's character doesn't you know he doesn't really care he's ethan hawk i think it's it's at the end of the movie ethan hawk gets him he's well you're gonna go to jail for this this and this and this 
Nicholas Cage just says, I'm not going to jail for any of this. Your government's the one that's hiring me to do this stuff. So, I mean, I do the dirty work. I just get my, so your, your bosses don't have to get their hands dirty. And from my understanding, he, he got into, he was involved in, I think it was something with the UN about the international arms dealing and I think they were somewhat slightly involved in this movie, but it's just, it's a fun movie and it's, it's very informative just about how this entire process works. I think it's interesting with, with Ethan Hawke in this movie, because I think in a lot of ways, Ethan Hawke is similar to Nicolas Cage. I think Nicholas, I think Ethan Hawke maybe has a little bit more range where he can play a really good serious role, but he also in a lot of his roles is really over the top. Yeah. And it's funny that you mentioned Ethan Hawke because I got to quote Ethan Hawke and he goes, if I could erase Cage's bottom half bad movies and only keep his keep his top half movies, he would blow everyone else out of the water, Hawke said. He's put a little too much water in the beer, but it's still but he's still one of the great actors of our time and working with him has been an absolute pleasure. And he also says that Ethan Hawke also said that like Nicholas Cage is the the only actor to evolve the crafts since Marlon Brando. And people say, oh, that's crazy. But if you rewind a bit and listen to what I was saying about Vampire's Kiss and German expressionism, he has a bunch of different words for it. He calls it Western Kabuki. And I think one of the most infamous examples that he's called it new, nouveau shamanism. It's it's if you look at Nicholas Cage's acting, it's this total kind of i don't want to say it's because not every role he does is that i pointed out movies where he plays realistically right if if you look at the his more over the top rules it's a total rejection of realism which has been the modus operandi in acting especially in hollywood it's not this around the rest of the world but especially in hollywood and that's been the modus operandi since probably the 60s i would argue 50s and it's just kept on going in that direction. And you look at somebody like Nicolas Cage, he says, well, I'm not doing that. I'm going to do something totally different. We've talked about Lord of War. We've talked about Vampire Kiss, 8mm, Bad Lieutenant. What do you think might be another uh, a next good one to look at? Adaptation would be an interesting one. He plays two different characters in that movie. He plays this outgoing brother and then this brother that has... I don't know. He's just really, he's just really weird. He's like the polar opposite of his brother and he plays them both in the movie. He got an Oscar nomination for that one. And that shows some people, a lot of people argue that that was probably his best role. I I don't know if it's his best role, but it, it, it does really show the, the range of Nicolas Cage, what he's capable of doing when he immerses himself in these characters. Cause even if we're going through the list right now, he's playing a drugged out cop who in a black comedy and then he's playing a guy that like i don't know he thinks he's becoming a vampire and then he plays a private eye that's investigating a snuff and then he plays an international arms dealer and then adaptation he plays two brothers who are the polar opposite of each other to me it i don't think it's really you might not his acting per se but i don't i don't think he could make a, a genuine argument saying that nicholas cage is he's afraid of trying new things and show he does show he has an incredible range in his acting if you look at a lot of other actors they're very afraid to try different things in my opinion i think it's interesting he uh as cage in this movie that 
and an adaptation. It's interesting because the book was controversial too. A lot of people either loved the book or hated the book that this was based on the orchid thief. And it's interesting that he would take a role that's of a movie that is controversial. That's about a book that's controversial. Yeah. And then, I mean, the book, to me, good art. If Nicholas Cage, actually has a quote about this and he goes, I'm at the point now where I know I'm doing something right when a movie gets mixed reviews because then I'm not in the box. I don't want to make it too easy for people and I don't want to make it too easy for myself. I want to try something unusual. I feel good about the bad reviews because I feel I've affected them on some level. They may not know what I was trying to do, but they felt something. Basically what he's saying with that quote is the worst thing that could happen to art, in my opinion, movies, music, theater, what have you, is somebody walking away and just going, that was okay, I guess, where we're good art should get reactions out of people if they absolutely loved it or they absolutely hated it. It's If you're doing something that's a little bit, if you're doing something that's kind of outside the box, especially with your act, we're talking about Nicolas Cage in particular here, but just with art in general, you're going to get those types of reactions, but you're affecting them on, a, on an emotional level. And I mean, isn't that what every artist wants to do? I guess so. I just think that... Um... If you're always putting out bad art, then is that really success? I think that he, and the, so many of the things that I've seen Nicolas Cage in, he's playing Nicolas Cage acting, and I just don't believe him in the role. And maybe that's me being too realistic, but I think that a part of the the, the craft of being an actor is not always just being yourself in a role see i would I, I would push back about push back against that though because if you if you look at his entire filmography there yeah there's movies where nicholas cage especially there's where he's playing him himself i guess per se right because it's nicholas cage the character himself is i don't know you hate him but he's well beloved by a lot of people too right but if you look at a lot the movies that he does that where he's taking it much more seriously, I don't see I see a guy that's totally immersed himself in the character that he's playing. That's just my opinion. I don't see I've seen people say that about Samuel L. Jackson, where Samuel L. Jackson just plays himself in every movie. And I would be, yeah, that's true. I mean, it's not a bad gig. He makes he's made a lot of money playing the the cool, the cool guy, right? So I would I'm going to disagree with that, though, because Samuel L. Jackson came to my mind as someone who people would say, oh, he's just always Samuel L. Jackson. But I think you can watch a movie, The Hateful Eight or even bad movies, quote unquote, quote, bad movies, Snakes on a Plane. And you still see him as the the character, the character. It's it's not just Samuel L. Jackson in different clothing. He he is taking on elements of the character. And I, I don't see that with Nicolas Cage. So let's take a look at some, what would be your next archetypal Nicolas Cage movie. Wild at Heart is a very is a very fun movie. It's a David Lynch movie. He made it. David Lynch made this one right off. Twin Peaks was still going on at the time. And he plays this guy, Sailor. He plays. It, it, there's a couple in the movie who the 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 girl is Laura Dern, and they play they play Sailor and Luna, and it's based off a a series of novels by Barry Gifford, I believe his name is. 
And he plays this kind of crazy, I don't know, it's like James Dean mixed with Elvis Presley. And it's just a wild movie. It's Sailor and Luna are on this. They're trying to run away from, I believe, her. it's her stepmother that they're trying to run, run away from. And you basically just follow them on this surreal journey. The soundtrack's amazing. The visuals are amazing. There's a lot of fire imagery in the movie. Anybody who's familiar with David Lynch kind of knows his his style it's very surreal the the images will like burn in your mind and nicholas cage has a really funny intense performance as a sailor who's like i said is a cross between james dean and punk rocker and elvis presley that's one of his i wouldn't say it's one of his earliest films but it's pretty early in his career 1990 yeah and it was but he was he was pretty big at that time. Cher won an uh, an Oscar for that movie Moonstruck. When he he also had done Peggy Sue got married, and that was the Francis Ford Coppola movie. Who apparently at one point almost kicked him off the movie because of the his acting choice of playing <laughs> playing that character with the falsetto. I just I just thought that was a funny. Uh, your uncle's just you got to get the hell out of here. Not. Uh, you're not playing the role like this. Yeah, but yeah, that's that's in that stage we were talking about earlier where he's in his he does a big movie, does and then he'll do independent independent type movies, right? Wild at Heart is not I mean, it had a decent budget, but it's independent in spirit, especially the way David Lynch makes movies. Yeah, I I would say that Peggy Sue got married is probably one of the first ones I would say it, it was I really raising Arizona. And then I really, him and Peggy Sue got married. Both of those really, they were the ones that really turned me off to him. And then his, his spate of action movies, The Rock and Con Air. And I think there was another one that he was in that just really, I think, yeah, Face Off, Con Air particularly, which I mean, that's just a fun action movie, but I just thought he was so bad in that and not... He was just out of sync with everybody else in the movie. And I think that was a lot of the way with The Rock, too, that he was not the he was not the right choice for those movies. But I've talked to other people and they they love his character and Con Air. They the mullet and his accent and everything. They they love it. And I out of those like types of movies that in that period where he was doing all the action movies there for a while. Face off. I really enjoyed him and face off because it was it's just it's a crazy performance but it's also it's it's highly entertaining to watch him just do his thing in my opinion it's almost like the director just told john woo just told nicholas cage just, just do you and he just had fun with the role yeah i think that that for me with so many of his films is that i think bad lieutenant was not it was not necessarily all him i think that it was a just an, a weird movie not executed well i think that in a, the rock could have been a classic action movie it, it, his performance just left that whole movie that it had a decent concept for a action movie that could have really been long standing and it was just it's okay but I, isn't the rock considered a, a classic action movie i don't know I don't know if it's considered a classic, classic action movie or not. I mean, the fact that Sean Connery was in it and he was masterful, even though it was kind of a throwaway role for him. 
All right. So which one do you want to bring in next? Mandy, which is, it's a horror film and it's uh, done by a Canadian director. He's, I can't pronounce his name off the top of my head. It's a weird, it's a weird, it's a weird name, but he plays a lumberjack and I guess I'm assuming it's in Northern Canada because he's, I don't know where it could be in the States or anywhere really. He's basically in the middle of nowhere and he's living with his his girlfriend. And the way the whole movie is shot, it's absolutely stunning. If I don't know if anybody's uh, familiar with Michael Mann and uh, Manhunter and his kind of visual style that he had in the 80s. It's very kind of heavily influenced by that. And it, it has a very, the whole thing feels kind of a dream. And then so for the first half of the movie, it's very, Nicolas Cage is very subdued in the movie. Not much is... There's not a lot of dialogue, really. It's it's almost trying to set up the the dreams feeling descending into a, a nightmare. You find out we find out later that his his girlfriend gets kidnapped by a cult, and he has to watch. He watches his girlfriend get burnt alive by this cult because they kidnapped him too. And then he ends up getting away. And then the movie takes like a tonal shift. It becomes horror movie that's just insane fun over the top it's yeah it's a very it's a well regarded movie from my understanding it's considered one of the best horror movies that's been made in the last 20 years 30 years and it's a small little movie i'm sure probably many many of the people listening to the show probably haven't heard of it but i would say yeah definitely check it out you might not it but you'll definitely i think you'll get something from it just based off the visuals alone and yeah you'll I don't know. I think it'll stir your imagination in certain ways, right? Just for the visuals alone. And then Nicolas Cage's performance in this movie is great because it kind of shows where he's playing his more subdued kind of role and then is kind of more crazier over the top acting. I guess the movie's most famous for is when he freaks out in the bathroom. Like he finally gets back to his house and then I guess everything just kind of finally kind of clicks in what happened he just watched his girlfriend get burnt alive by this cult and he just he like freaks out losing his mind what's he going to do next and people say well it was really over the top and i go that's what people would accuse nicholas cage of his acting in that scene but i would argue like well how would you react to that scenario i don't think you would be i don't think it, what would be a realistic reaction to something that happening to you you'd probably freak out too yeah i would say that of the movies that I've seen people talk about and heard people talk about, that is people put that up as an absolute masterpiece. I think for me, I, my problems are with the movie that I don't particularly that genre of, of movies. So I don't think I would like it right off the bat with that. And then if Nicolas Cage is even more over the top than normal in it, that would probably seal the deal for me. But that if you bring that movie up in conversation to people who are really into that genre, they put that on their top fives of all time. Yeah, it's and he the director, he also did another movie, Rainbow in the Dark. Like, I wouldn't say it's, it's not vampire kiss Nicolas Cage. It's just it's it's very exaggerated emotions. It's he's definitely channeling that expressionism type style. And it's. It's weird because if you look at Asian cinema, especially Korean and uh, Japanese, if you look at the acting in the, a lot of the movies, uh, 
in those areas. It, it is this kind of expressionism style. It's really over the top kind of emotions. People are screaming, they're yelling. It's very exaggerated. And it's though the, the hyper focus on realism seems to be in particularly European North American thing. If you look at Asian cinema, it's, it's not, it's not really that. And Nicholas Cage has talked about this before too. I just thought that was a nice little tidbit. I don't want the focus to be on the actor. I want the actor to play a role and use their talents to show that role and not just always see that person trying to be as over the top and wild as possible. Yeah, but that's the thing, though, too, is there's a famous video. Uh, your audience will get a kick out of it. I showed it to you where it's a montage of Nicolas Cage losing his mind. But that came out 10 years ago or something. Like that. It's got millions and millions of views. I don't even think you can find the the, the original upload anymore. But it, that's where kind of the memes started coming from with Nicolas Cage. But if you look at a lot of the movies that I pointed out, I guess the next one we could move on is the is uh, another recent one that he did, Pig where he plays this guy that's basically, I don't know, it's homeless, living in the middle of a forest with this truffle pig. Then he, they go get truffles, and a guy comes comes and buys the truffles off of him, but he doesn't even really buy the truffles off of him. He, he just gives him essential stuff that he needs to be able to live out in the middle of nowhere, and the guy gives, Nicolas Cage's character gives him the truffles. And then group of people come and steal his truffle pig because me and you were talking about this earlier they don't really use pigs anymore they use dogs but it's, it doesn't really matter for the movie but it's it's high stakes business so hunting truffles right people will steal other people's dogs and they'll steal other people's pigs they steal his pig and then he has to march back into town trying to find out who stole his truffle pig it sounds a ridiculous movie and at first, I'm, uh, I don't know too much. <laughs> I'm not sure about this one when I was reading the premise of the movie. But Nicolas Cage, honest to God, gives this very subdued performance. And the, the movie is about how people handle grief and how people handle loss. And it's actually gone some Oscar buzz for him. I don't think he'll he'll get a nomination just because there's a, there's baggage that comes with Nicolas Cage, I guess, because of the memes and that video. But... It, uh, truthfully, if you wanted to see Nicolas Cage in a very different type of movie, Pig is definitely, I, I suggest any anybody to watch it. It's His performance in the movie is it's, it's very moving. And now, a brief word from our sponsors. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So you have two, well, you have three more movies. And we said earlier, Nicolas Cage can't be contained to 10. What would you say is maybe your surprise pick or the the pick that you think that maybe surprised you that you even put it on the list? Um, Color of Space, actually, to be honest with you, that was I, I was the one I suggested to you. I saw it on I'd never even heard of it. And I knew I knew about Color of Space because it's an HP Lovecraft story. And I threw it on and it's an actually really incredible movie. It's it's kind of in the style of the thing. If you that type of uh, claustro- claustrophobic style kind of horror film where you're not exactly sure where the, the monster is coming from. But Nicolas Cage plays this dad that kind of slowly loses his mind as the movie goes on. And I was I was really shocked at just how well it was. I I still tell you to watch it, even though you don't Nicolas Cage. The visuals and the music is it's pretty outstanding. And I just I found that one by accident. It's funny. I see H.P. Lovecraft and Nicolas Cage and then in Pig, where they play Bruce Springsteen at the end. I think those sort of Bruce Springsteen, if you bring him up, he's another one. People either think he is the most magical, innovative innovative person who's ever picked up a guitar or people despise him i think in a lot of ways that's how people think with hp lovecraft too either they love him or they hate him now i'm interested in your next pick because we didn't put these in any particular order ahead of time except for that leaving las vegas as your quintessential movie but we're we're coming up to the the top list and i'm wondering how this movie bringing out the dead fits in and why did uh, it seems you've sort of separated it at this point yeah bringing out the dead is it's one of these movies that people it was really well reviewed at the time it's a martin scorsese movie and nicholas cage plays in a ambulance driver and in new york and it's it's kind of it's kind of showing this guy going through depression and struggling with just living around the absolute filth that is New York City and the just constant barrage of what this guy has to see on a daily basis. A lot of the ambulance drivers, it's it's not easy work. It's pretty horrible work. You have to see people getting shot, mothers or fathers or kids, and you, you're the first one on the line. You have to be right there and deal with the worst of it initially. And it's a... It's a very well done movie. The 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 lighting and the cinematography in the movie is absolutely 
absolutely amazing in my opinion and the most martin scorsese movies it's it's very well done that's another director too is nick martin scorsese picked nicholas cage for this role martin scorsese is he's hollywood royalty right everything he touches is gold so obviously he's he's see something in Nicolas Cage's acting. And it's just one of those movies that I find that people, I don't know, they just kind of forget about. It's weird how that kind of happened. Because I, I believe if you look at IMDb, it's it's got like a seven, which is, you know, it's that's pretty good. And it's it's one I haven't watched in a while, but I remember when I, I watched it, rewatched it recently, and it's 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 a very moving movie. And Nicolas Cage does a very good job of basically showing a guy that's breaking down from stress and depression and it's 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 a very depressing movie i'll you know warn your audience about that but it's one that i quite and quite now this one seemed a depart i don't even remember bringing out the dead i kind of remember it coming out but it was definitely a different martin scorsese movie for sure yeah I, i've heard people compare it kind of to like taxi driver to a degree where it's basically you're focusing on one character, how in Taxi Driver, you're basically following Robert De Niro's character. I've heard people compare it to that to to as some kind of a comparison. We're at number one, and I really do. I agree that this is Nicolas Cage's number one movie, Leaving Las Vegas. It's I would say that when I saw that movie, I didn't love Nicolas Cage in it. I think without a doubt, this is my favorite movie with him. It's it is it's a brutal movie and not brutal in the way of some of his other movies that there's a ton of violence or it's really psychedelic or it's this is the worst of humanities of a person's personal struggles just boiled down to nothing. Yeah, it's I've watched it twice leading up to this podcast and. I, th- I think I remember messaging you thinking, as telling you, I watched Leaving Las Vegas three days ago and I can't stop thinking about it. And the way, here's some personal information from myself. I, I, I grew up around some pretty rough people. I also worked in the restaurant industry for a long time. So I've, uh, anybody knows anything about the restaurant industry, there's a lot of drinking in the restaurant industry. So I've known a lot of stone cold alcoholics. I'm not talking about people that just they drink. I mean, people that if they didn't drink and it shows them shows in this movie, they'll start dry heaving. They start shaking. They, they cannot function. I've, I've known people this and I've never seen it quite on film the way Nicholas Cage was able to capture when you're talking to somebody who's a stone cold alcoholic, even if the conversation is light in tone, you there's an impending sense of doom every time you're having a conversation with these with these people and people would say well it makes me feel uncomfortable i would argue that 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 impending sense of doom is because that death is right near and you don't want to be around it and that that feeling all ago makes me feel uncomfortable it's much deeper than that it's you're staring death in the face this one really it in a lot of ways it think makes me think back to the wrestler episode that we did that the the character and the wrestler and Nicolas Cage's character they have the opportunity for redemption but they're just too far down the road and they just don't care anymore they don't want redemption and they don't want to fix it they just want to you put the pedal to the metal and drive over the cliff yeah, and Nicolas Cage's character in Leaving Las Vegas is 
I mean, they, he doesn't want it. He, he says, I don't want to, I just want to drink myself to death. Right. You never know exactly why he got to that point. He has a line in the movie where I don't know if I started, I don't know if my wife left me because I started drinking or I started drinking because my wife left me. It's something we know it, it was something to do with his wife that sent him down the road that he went down and at that point he in his life he's i got nothing to live for anyways i I just i'm just gonna drink myself to death anyway and i'm just gonna drink myself to death because i have i have nothing to live for anyways and i'm just gonna screw up anything that i get involved in anyways he's very self-aware that he's of what he is and during the movie you can see moments when you're watching the movie where you see he the character's name's ben sanderson you see moments where where Ben Sanderson, you could see where people really, I mean, he was a really cool guy to be around because even when, even when he's completely hammered, he does have moments where he's, he's, he's even, he's quick witted. He seems there's moments where you can see past the drunkenness and the, the death face that there was a generally funny, probably nice person here at one point. And that's what just makes it even, even more tragic. I just, I think characters that fascinate me, but the, I mean, in a lot of ways, they're also repulsive because they, it's never too late to try and fix yourself. And when you just say, I'm th- I'm moving to Las Vegas and I'm going to drink myself to death and that's it. And you're just throwing in the towel. You're just leaving a wake of destruction. I think that in a lot of ways he is, there's so many characters, Randy from The Wrestler, where their life is they're so uh, narcissistic or something where the whole world is ends at the tip of their nose. Well, I, I would say that Ben Sanderson, he he knew this about himself, and that's why he wanted to just drink himself to death. He he just came to the conclusion, I'm not going to do anybody anything any good. I can't stop drinking. I might as well just end it and I'll end my as he tells it, my tortured, twisted existence. He, he's totally self-aware of who, who he is. And he has this uh, scene with the with the female actress. I'm trying to remember her name right now. Elizabeth uh, Shue, who Elizabeth was excellent Shue. in it. Yeah, she plays. Yeah, she she's amazing in that movie. And there she brings him back to her place and he wakes up in the morning. And it's probably my favorite scene in the movie. And he tells her, like, I don't. I don't want to bring my twisted life into yours. And there's just, he sheds just one little tear and she, it's just, it's very powerful because he, he knows, he knows, he knows that he's a screw up. He knows all of this about himself and he doesn't see a way of being able to fix it other than I just be doing everybody a favor. If I just, if I just died. So, so now you've shared your, your 11 quintessential Nicolas Cage movies and his in his filmography. What's your final takeaways for why people should really give Nicolas Cage a shot and maybe why he's such an, at least in your opinion, why he's such an important actor for our generation, more than our generation? I'm also convinced that Nicolas Cage is going to win an Oscar before he passes on. That's just my opinion. I think he's he's going to do it. But I mean, we I've been pointing out during the the recording. It, I I would say appreciate Nicolas Cage for the amount of different types of roles that he's been able to do, and how he's been able to break acting out of that 
box that it's been stuck in for a while where it everything has to be super realistic and over the top exaggerated emotions or just it's called camp or it's cringe or it's this or that it's it's not real acting and to me i just like, to me it's it's not it's all that to me is all nonsense and you might not nicholas cage i know there's a couple of uh, other actors that have tried to do that type of thing but i think nicholas cage is the, the one that really broke down the door to allowing expressionism into uh, movie acting again in particular. And yeah, just take a look at the movies that I pointed out and you'll see an incredible amount of range in Nicolas Cage's acting from ridiculous over-the-top comedy to just dead serious, something leaving Las Vegas to very kind of subdued, subtle rules and something pig or something or just kind of fun movies mandy and or color of space which is another one of those types of movies and i think when it's all said and done when people look back at nicholas cage's career maybe when he becomes an old old man he's not young right now but he's not old old or when he passes away people will look back at just the sheer amount of different things that nicholas cage did in his acting career and for the acting in general the the craft of acting people will look back at it and they'll go you know what it might not have worked all the time but when it when it did work nobody else nobody else did it quite like nicholas cage and i think he is his acting will become more appreciated after he passes away i think in my opinion 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 i think Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.